Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is financial advisor and money coach, Jody Lynn Craven. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And it's not just my lips that are tired. My nose is tired. My throat is tired. But I am gaining ground and beating this cold that I picked up a couple days ago. I'm progressing through it. So I'm hoping we're near the end of it right now. But uh, that's okay because in the meantime, I've got my wonderful co-host, Jody Lynn Craven, joining me today. Jody, how are you doing? I'm so good. How are you? Oh, dear. This is my new setup here is giving me problems. I may have to abort the StreamYard approach right now, just because this is giving me so many problems. So I think I'm going to do that. So anyone listening to the live stream, I apologize. The uh, audio version, of course, of the podcast will be posted within the hour after we're done here. But just to get my computer to work properly, I'm going to have to turn the live stream off. So we'll see you guys later. So there goes that. And that should help my computer to settle down quite a bit. Yeah, there we go. Now we're getting the kind of readings I'm looking for. So, Okay. <laughs> We're back. Okay. Now I can actually understand you guys. This is a good thing. <laughs> and we have another uh, special guest joining us today. His name is Ashley Cave. And this guy has had, well, as with all of the guests who are here on the show, we have people who have amazing backgrounds, amazing things that have happened. But he has had so much going on in his life. And, and probably the most interesting and amazing part is how he evolved from a biology teacher to a man pursuing inner growth and helping other people to pursue inner growth. Well, biology, I guess, is about growth. So there's the, the parallel there. But Ashley, first of all, welcome to the program. And second of all, how did you end up on that path? Oh, um, no, thank you very much for having me on the program. It's um, really great for the be year. Um, now, how did I get on that path? Um, to begin with, I'd say I really, really enjoy sort of helping people. And originally, I thought to myself, basically bring a lot of value to the people I come into contact with would originally become like a teacher. And um, when I started pursuing that, firstly, I was um, actually at university studying sports and exercise performance at Real University. And I had an opportunity to um, sort of found uh, the Center of Exercise and Health, which is basically a sports um, testing facility for sports science and things for athletes. So uh, while I was there, we sort of started that and got it running. And that was kind of the, the, the tester for me kind of becoming a little bit of an entrepreneur and sort of disrupting things. But after I finished university, it was, um, 2011 and there was a bit of a crisis where a lot of graduates weren't able to find, um, employment. So I was sort of bouncing about, you know, and actually got to a point where you know, there's still no jobs. Perhaps I wasn't sort of approaching things in the right sort of mindset. But in the end, I had to sort of sign on, um, which is basically like job seekers allowance. So I was getting money for the government so I can kind of look for, for some employment. And then from that standpoint, I ended up doing a job placement in a recruitment company. And that was actually something I wasn't too sure about doing. But I thought, you know what, Ash, you know, the best thing to do is have a give, give it a good go. And if anything, I'll learn something from it. Never know, I might even get a job a job from that particular avenue. So I was there for a little while, um, started doing the work in the phone. So the so basically the resourcing part of recruitment. And it sort of got, got me over the um the whole um fright and being being scared of of actually being on the phone and speaking to people. And uh, I used to literally be absolutely terrified to answer the phone or I would 
or basically I just wouldn't be able to speak on the phones. I just try and get, I'll get over it as soon as possible. I'd be like, you know what? Oh, perhaps I should have said that a bit better than that. But after a while, sort of, um, you know, thinking, get, getting, working my way up, getting, getting ready for it, getting a little bit sweaty sometimes before I actually pick up that phone and making those phone calls, those cold calls. I got in, got into it a bit more and, uh, eventually I got over that, that fear. And, um, I thought to myself, now I can, you know, now be good to go and look into some of the avenues of employment. I then became a, um, started working in the fitness industry, which is quite an easy transition from, from studying sports next performance. So I was working in, in a, in a well-known fitness, um, fitness company for about three years. And while I was there, I was, um, I ended up teaching or running the, the, those classes, which are for the young individuals. So, Anywhere for anyone who's from a secondary school or high school sort of age. And I was basically running their fitness sessions and I started really enjoying it. And I thought to myself, perhaps actually you might need to sort of pursue this. Maybe you need to actually go into teaching because before I had no thought that I was going to be a teacher at all. If someone, if someone spoke to me when I was 11 years old or even when I was 16 years old, even when I was a, like 21 years old in uni, he said, oh, you're going to become a teacher in secondary school. I said, yes, I said, you're a liar. <laughs> and, um, I literally said, "Now, nah, mate, no, nah, not me, definitely not me." But um, yeah, it just seemed that I thought I was able to sort of bring things in a perspective that made made the made the mundane a bit more enjoyable, made things not so not so tedious. So um, I decided to go back to university, and originally I was thinking I might be a PE teacher, but I was looking at the at the career paths, and there was a lot of lot of teachers and not many posts i knew there was a point where there was a situation where there's not many science teachers so i decided to to retrain as a biology teacher so i went into a school centered um, initial tr- teaching training program in south end and i was placed in the all girls school teaching uh, biology and uh, i really really enjoyed it and then eventually i ended up working getting a, a teaching post in a school which i was actually a student at after yeah. and I was teaching teaching science at um, Highland School for a number of years, and then um, when I was actually working there, I thought, you know, where, where do I want to be in the next next ten years? I said, you know what, I'd love to be a head of department, head of biology. I think I can definitely bring a lot of value if I can do something like that. So I sort of set myself a challenge that I will I will be a head of biology within ten years time. And um, having a certain amount of um, a certain salary as well, which at that at that time was over forty k a year. So I'm going to achieve that at some point. I just don't know when, but I'm going to start acting as I am that now, and just take opportunities and carry on learning. So as I was there at um, at Highland School, I was just trying different ways of sort of approaching teaching and approaching behaviour management, and it started to 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 work. And eventually I had a, got a, a teaching post in a school in near Grays. And eventually I got headhunted, um, from LinkedIn. Someone said there was a biology, um, position, a head of biology position, which you can interview for. And at the time I was thinking, I'm not ready to be head of biology, but you know what? Like the worst thing can happen. I'll go for the interview and they say I'm absolutely crap, but doesn't matter because I'll be able to learn something from it. And the next time I go for an interview, I'll, I'll have that particular, um, those things I can use to then bring into that, that avenue. So I went, I went for the interview with no, no sort of expectations and just was true to myself. And it seemed like the, 
the head teacher at the time, um, you know, really took a liking to me and thought that I could bring something to the department. So then I started up, started up as um, head of pedagogy at Greenswood Academy. Um, literally. <laughs> Yeah, so the head of biology and um that's that's how that's how I sort of got to that standpoint. And then uh yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. That from that point answer your first question there. Eh? Yeah, that'll do it. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Actually when you were talking about what it was like when you came out of school and that there was no jobs, that was a yeah. job crisis going on. Yeah. It actually made me think back to when I came out of school. Now, now, granted, when I came out of school, it was at the dawn of time, so it's a few years ago. <laughs> but yeah. when that, ha- I actually came out of school at the time of the great hyperinflation of the early uh, 1980s, late 1970s, and there was nothing. I mean, you couldn't even get anything, you know, at, at the equivalent of McDonald's. McDonald's hadn't really become a big thing yet. But yeah, yeah. That you couldn't even get that. There was nothing at all. It was terrifying. And, and I, I think there's something about an experience like that. Yeah, it's not happy going through something like that. But I mean, Jody and I were talking about this over the last couple of weeks. When you go through an experience like that, it grows you. It makes you stronger. It makes you better. Yeah. I actually have the same experience going to school. I took environmental technology. And when I got out of, you know, college, there was no jobs. And I was like, what, what? Yeah. I just spent two years in school, so I can completely relate to what you're saying. And I love actually that you, you said that you felt unprepared to be the head of biology, but you said yes anyway. Yeah, I love That's that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 I did, um, uh, well, when I did, when I said yes, I said it was coming to the first day. I was like, oh, well, if I, if I beat off you, mate, like I'm, I'm going to have to sort of switch it up or get, get going quickly. So, um, yeah, I had a, quite a lot of support. So l- luckily I had a, a good team around me at the time. Um, and they supported me in, in my growth and development. And then on, from then uh, they offered me the head of Keysage Free Science. So then I went over to that sort of standpoint and, um, sort of built, um, built things from scratch from there and carried on sort of developing. And that's sort of how that sort of transpired. And on, and on, on, and while I was doing all those sort of things, I was still looking at developing myself. I was doing, trading at the time as well i was looking at other avenues so i can build my own wealth and just see how i can sort of change things up and just be a bit a bit more different i didn't want to kind of be um i'll say say like a slave to one income stream so i really wanted to make sure i had many different strings in my bow so i can do anything and be able to be able to pivot from different standpoints so that's what i was doing at the time how did it work out well, yeah, it's um, worked out pretty well so far. Yeah, definitely. But I didn't think, well, I didn't think when I was doing uh, maybe like four years ago that I would have had, I would have um, multiple businesses in in the property sector and be using other people's money to invest in property. I didn't, I did not envision that four years ago. Um, however, as as things sort of developed and as my skills developed. And more opportunities came to me. I was like, well, why not me? You know, as men, my mentors are able to do it and um, they are mentoring me. So therefore, as long as I'm doing exactly what they say and I carry on growing and learning from each experience, then I should be able to do do exactly what they're doing and make not exactly, but maybe make it my own as well. So that is that's where I'm sort of transpiring now, moving on to you know, being able to mentor people as well and help other people. So earn and learn as, as they come on board as, as an investor within our, within the company. 
So, um, yeah, I'm always willing to look at, look at building partnerships and to see who, who I can sort of, who I can sort of meet and grow the network, um, within, within from my standpoint, really. And, and Jody, I was just realizing it. I hadn't dawned on me before this, but you and Ashley are in very similar fields. Yeah. I mean, Closely like a, a lot of overlap. Yeah. But, but also very different. I'm, uh, I have a financial brokerage, actually. So yeah. I, I understand some of the things you're saying. And one of my best friends actually has a company where she gets people to invest and then she buys commercial real estate. And I think it's yeah. fascinating the process. And I mean, I'm in Canada, so things would be a little bit different, but, mm-hmm. um, I think that it takes guts hearing her story and hearing your story. I, it's, uh, it's a walk that I have never, you know, been, you know, been able to take yet, uh, in terms of that. But I think it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been cool. Like, like every day when I sort of maybe look, even reading my emails from, from the business email standpoint, I, I'm so excited and, and elated the fact that I'm on this sort of path. And, you know, just having the courage and going through that sort of that terror barrier, once you go past it and you say, right, I've, I've done it, you get, a, you get that sense of, well, massive dopamine hit is what, one of the standpoints which happened. But the thing is, once you do that, you realize what you're able to do. And then you can, you, you know, then, then, you know, then it's all history, basically. It's got to make, make sure you remember where you came from so you don't start getting complacent if certain things start not going your way. Cause inevitably there's going to be some challenges along the way. And you've got to be able to say, right, this challenge is going to develop me, you know, as a person in some way, shape or form for the next challenge later on in life. So if I didn't have the challenges, you know, so if I walked out of university and got like a job as a, as a, as a sports scientist right off the bat, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the resilience or determination now. And it's, um, it's important that I I had to go through that and even some of the other, hurdles which I went through when I was in in university which I was able to use um my skill set to help help my mum as well because she was quite ill at the time so I used use my knowledge of exercise prescription to help her sort of co- recover from an illness so mm-hmm. it's um it's you know definitely all things happen for a reason if you don't if you don't sit back and actually say right how can I solve something then you're just going to be someone running away from every opportunity which has come your way and that's I think that's you know when it's all said and done, and you know, if you have a chance to sort of think about things before you before you go for a long sleep, I'd rather say I've done everything and I'm absolutely happy, and everyone is I've been able to leave something here, a legacy, and had lots of value, rather than saying you know I never I never sung my song, you know I never done what I could do. So yeah, that's that's what I, that's what sort of spurs me on when things get really really difficult. That's beautiful. I love that. Now, as you, as you're going down this path of basically self-development, because that's really what you're alluding to here. What, is, what are some of the, the lessons you learned earliest? Like what, when, if you think back to the stuff that you were learning along the way, because that's really what we're doing. We're learning as we're doing this. Yeah. What, what was the best stuff that you learned? Best things I learned. Um, one of the best things I learned were, would be, um, how to manage, well, manage myself. Some people might say manage time, but manage yourself is, I think it's a better, a better way of explaining it because we, we, we cannot control time, but we can control what we do in the time that we're given. So, um, just being able to use some of the things from like, um, when I've looked at some things from Bob Proctor and also developing some of the, some of the skills from when I was teaching is just being able to set up, set a list of what I'm going to do the night before. So there might be six things I'm going to do. 
um, while I'm sort of journaling. And, um, I will then have those six things and prioritize them, which is the, which is the, you know, the, the income generating task, if that's going to be the first point or what's the, what's the creative task of the day. So I'll make sure I have creative tasks in the morning when I'm most focused and I actually have time to, to say if I think it's going to take hours, an hour, let's, let's make it take three hours. Let's assume it's going to take me three hours. So I'm happy to sit for three hours and go through a really complex task and focus on that. So that's how I sort of plan, plan my time. So yeah, that's one of the, one of the greatest things which I've been able to learn because I've been able to focus on some seriously challenging aspects of, um, of getting the business started, of, of actually getting, well, getting, um, deals off, off the, off the bat. Like, because there, there was points where, where I literally was phoning everyone asking, asking every neighbor, their dog, have you got a property? What's going on? You know, I couldn't get, I couldn't get a property for love, no money. I was looking under rocks, everything, nothing. So, um, yeah. So I was like being able to say, get up every morning and, and have a list of calls of what I'm going to, what, what I'm going to do. And I remember there was about f- over, let's say 500 calls I made for property calls, um, which were no's. And let's say for every pro- property call that I made, I, before I hung up, like hung up nicely and left it on a nice, a nice clean bat. There was at least three no's before, before I hung up. So that, that gives you a sort of a number of no's I faced before getting the first property over a line. You know, you got, when you're coming up, coming, um, as a, a new, a new investor, you've got to pay your dues. So you've got to do what you've got to do to make sure that people know who you are and what you stand for. So you can be trusted and therefore be able to do so. So yeah, lots of no's. But every no, it may, meant that I was able to say, right, maybe it wasn't particularly what I was, what I was selling. Maybe it's not me as an individual. Perhaps is my actual pitch is wrong. Perhaps I've not been able to listen to the individual and actually solve their problem. So therefore went back and thought about and say, okay, Ash, you need to make sure you solve these problems and listening and make sure you come with an actual, an actual solution before you, um, you sort of try and give them the offer really. And then, um, and then, then things are starting to work a bit better. Sometimes it doesn't always work out, but you've got, you've got to be able to go there. You know, it's going to be no's, it's going to be yeses. It's got to find the right one. Absolutely true. That's very true. I'm also intrigued by the fact that you start off with, I, I can't remember exactly how you described it, but fear of talking on the phone, oh, which yeah. is something I can totally identify with. I have been through the exact same thing. About the only difference is you broke through in a way I didn't break through. And I congratulate you for that. That is a major achievement, especially when you come from that place of being terrified of making phone calls, especially something with the word sale attached to it. Yeah. You, you broke through it anyway. How do you think you broke through? What do you think made the difference for you? Um, right. So some people say I've got a bit of a dry sense of humor. So I'm going to say this, how I normally say it to myself in my head. It might come off right. It may, it may not. So I remember when I was sitting literally in front on the desk and before I was about to make the call, I probably wrote down my script five or six times on the, on a little, little notepad. I was then thinking my hand, my arms are getting, my hands are getting clammy. I can literally feel the, the sweat dripping down me now before I pick up that phone. And I say, right, Ash. Um, what's the worst thing that can happen? Is the world going to stop spinning if you if you pick up this phone and the person puts it down you? Do they know? Yes, you? of course the world's going to stop spinning. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah, so I was, just, I, was, I was thinking that. So I thought, well, nothing's going to happen. What, you know, I'm going to learn something in the, the day. Let's give it a go. 
and you know just keep just keep going like from from because i used to i'm quite into fitness i thought the first time i picked up a, a, a weight i thought you know i just i just went for it and you know as you as you you stay dedicated to a process then you're going to get better at it so that that's my i was thinking just stay dedicated actually if you carry on making phone calls i'm either going to get better or they're going to tell me they, they're going to walk me out the door either way i'll either know that i can't make phone calls or i'll be getting better at it so um yeah i went through it and then it was the best thing I love how you framed that in your mind because that's what a lot of people struggle with in terms of sales is that that no process getting the no and and you know that fear of actually picking up the phone but throughout your entire journey as you were explaining it that's something that I noticed about you is that you're always looking for what you can learn and instead of you know submitting to defeat you know, oh, it didn't go well after 500 times. You keep looking for the lesson and you keep moving forward. And that's incredibly courageous, actually. Oh, cheers. Much appreciated. Yeah. Like, I just think I just hate to just not achieve something. Like I never had, I, I don't I never really was a person of fear of avoid failure. So fear of avoid failure. I think that's the term you well, I probably probably use. I was maybe saying it wrong, but I never would avoid trying to avoid failure. I try I'd rather achieve than avoid failure. And I think some people like to avoid failure because of what may, might be the social adage. So they think that if someone finds that they fail, they, everyone's going to be ridiculing me. Oh my God, people are going to see and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, most time people are more focused on their own thing rather than what you're doing. And if they are focused on you and trying to go and point things at you and say, ha ha, whatever, they're, then they're not your person. So therefore you shouldn't be really worried about what they think. So um, that's sort of my things. I remember when I first started the, the business, I, put, I was putting out some posts and I had my first um, sort of negative comment and someone put a load of fart noises on it. I was like, well, yes, fantastic. I've annoyed someone. So that's the one annoying, that's one person annoyed. And that out of, let's say out of 10 people, you know, that's one person annoyed. So if I have 100 people, that's just the percentage wise. So there's, there's not going to be too bad. You know, I'm go- not going to always please everyone. But I'd rather be uh, doing doing this and then hopefully I can help someone in on my journey while I sort of um, progress as well. So that's the, the most thing, be able to provide a service for people and then the value as well. So then everyone's happy because I think a lot of people are a bit scared to to maybe try something new. And um, I think if I can sort of give them a little bit of a helping hand, hold their hand as they go through it in terms of maybe investing the, for the first time or maybe just learning about how to invest you don't have to you don't have to actually you know go straight into it because i think some people might need to to break down a few barriers before they do so and then i can sort of help them on that sort of um sort of journey really oh, that's really great i love that in fact when you were talking about this um from the moment that you started telling the story actually you reminded me of a very old story about mm-hmm. a kid who takes it upon himself to go muck out the barn. He's living on a farm. He goes to muck out the barn and it is like a mess. It's like a total yes. mess. And he's going at it for hours. He's just you know, working and working, trying to clear this barn out, trying to clean it up and so forth. And the farmer comes along at one point and says, boy, what are you doing? And the boy says, well, with all this horse crap in here, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the hyper focus that I was talking about that you were talking about. Really, you were yeah. so happy. You you didn't care that you had all. I mean, you did care, but you weren't you weren't stopped by the fact that you weren't getting the result. All those calls, you still hadn't found your first property. You weren't yeah. stopped by that. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's focus. Yeah. And I even I even thought I had properties and lost them as well. So that that was um, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I said to myself, well, well, okay, um, you know, well, if not this one, then something better or, or as good is going to come around. So, you know, just keep going and make sure that I just made sure that anytime nothing, anytime something didn't go quite my way, that I just left it on a good note. And I think that's important because some people can get quite bitter at times and then they kind of, they, they try and be a bit nasty to try and, make themselves feel better in the short term but in the long term they don't know what they may actually be um you know worsening from themselves later on in life so i always kind of think of like kind of think of it's not leaving the crumbs behind you when you when you're having any interaction with people you never know what's gonna happen you never know you know you might say something in an elevator and then turn up and then that's safe as an interview and find out that, that person is actually the person interviewing you and you you know so you don't know <laughs> so that, that's why i find it it's true. It's very true. So, okay. So there, we've, we've got some pretty good lessons that you picked up there, yeah. but over time, of course, we all just continue to learn. We continue to pick up new things. I mean, that's been my story just by doing this podcast. I mean, so many wonderful people on the show. I learned from all of them and I love their perspectives and so forth. Um, and, and the learning is an ongoing process, but at some point you made the decision to not just keep learning for yourself, but to help others in the same way. How did that come about? Um, right. So I think. I think the best way to sort of learn things for yourself at times is to actually teach other people, teach other people it. So gain understanding, you know, a, a, a good understanding where you can apply something. And then as you're applying it, you can help people up along the way because therefore you gain a better understanding. So I know from, for my instance, when I was teaching, um, I think I was two years in the teaching and then they had, um, a trainee teacher then to come and shadow some of my lessons to learn some of some of the things from myself and then um then then they would take over lessons and then i would mentor them and as i was helping them to build their skills as a teacher um i was realizing that you know what some of the things which i'm complacent about i can kind of basically not be complacent and teach them a way to to develop a way of dealing with those sort of certain situations so for example it could be behavior management it could be how you're planning your day your lesson planning so that can be a quite a tedious task but if you sort of come out of a systematic systematic way you can make it not tedious and very very enjoyable so i just find that if i am helping other people as i'm going myself sometimes well more more often than not you get there quicker because you never know what type of um skill they may have you don't know what sort of network they may have and you know then as i say that your network is your net worth so the more people i help i don't know what's going to happen in the way like i'm not expecting to have something something straight away but you know maybe five years down the line they might be doing well and then come and do a partnership with me perhaps they may know another high net worth individual or something which wants to do um do maybe essays for example as a service accommodations and they may want to start with me because they've, they've heard they've heard me they heard about me as a person therefore trust me and would like to sort of dip their toe in and see what happens so 
that's that's I think I've got to digress a little bit, but I believe that's where I was at. Well, I think I've answered it. It's okay, we digress all the time. It's so <laughs> for the show. You're in good space. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's so it's so notable your unshakable or unwavering belief that everything will always work out and the way that you treat people because of that. Um, was that just something that was instilled in you, you know, from childhood or did you pick that up or do you even know when you started to really believe that in your life or it's just always been that way? Um, oh, that's a very good question. Um, I think it was something that was in me before in childhood, but I think as you know, you get certain, certain things socially facilitated or you, you learn from things in order to protect yourselves, uh, uh, at some points, probably around about Five years ago, I was a bit disillusioned. So therefore, I, I was kind of think that perhaps every cloud didn't have a silver lining. Perhaps everyone is out there to get you and you can't trust anyone, only yourself. So at some points, I was actually just doing everything myself um, in teaching. And that, that, that led to um, me working far too hard, not smart. So I always say work smarter, not harder. But then um, as, um, as something notably that happened to me I actually had like a a relatively serious knee injury from playing hockey and um I wasn't able to play hockey or exercise for a while so having that that outlook meant that I was just building up and building up with, with stress and things I couldn't have no outlet so I had to have a change and I just sort of remember sitting down one day and sort of thinking right I need to change change my tactics here um what what am I doing which is wrong here and I just sort of thought, thought there's, there's some things going on. So I sort of gradually got back to my standpoint. And then I started reading again for, for actual pleasure. So before I was reading, only things I read was the stuff, stuff we do with academia education and anything that's going to be teaching maybe the next week, I'll be lit, just reading that. And, um, that was tedious to me. I, did, I started not enjoying the reading. So when I started reading more about self development again, I was like, right, here we go. I'm back to myself now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, stop, stop listening to the news. That's one thing. So, um, and then quite a few things, more and more and more, you know, reframed things, which, which may have happened. So say, say something that could be possibly bad is equally as bad as, equally as good as it is bad. So you just got to be able to see that and take a step back. You may not see it to begin with, but sit back, wait. And then you can see the the silver lining once it does appear, because you know that's 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 what got me back to thinking as myself and being able to deal deal with, deal with things. Because I believe that if you have your vision and you continuously do something towards it, no matter how small, eventually you, you'll realise your vision and. It's been true so far. I've had my vision board up there uh, for a while now, and um, everything has transpired. Mostly, there's a two couple more things need to transpire, but you know, there's no there's no gestation period on your vision, so it just takes time sometimes. But you know, I'm not worried about that. Well, good for you. Yeah, you don't want to be worried about that. Worry is the opposite direction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to go that way. I love the, the I, I keep coming back to the same phrase. You have a, a hyper focus. 
And that's something that you develop. That doesn't just, you, I mean, maybe there are some people, I mean, Jody Lynn's ex, ex, extraordinary, so maybe she just kind of developed it easily. But the rest of us actually have to go at it. And you really went at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really went at it. And, and you can you continue to go at it. You, you just are getting more and more and more focused every single day. It's obvious from your story. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. That's something I do work at has become hyper-focused. Um, I actually like saying because I don't listen to the news anymore you know that was part of the reason so I looked at I looked at what I was doing like the habits I had developed over time I said well what habits habits were um progressing me and which ones were were not progressing or not 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 ad, not adding to my progress say per se so um yeah I just sort of took up took on the news I said I wanted to make sure I was exercising every morning so I said to myself well how can I make sure that it's easy for me to exercise every morning because sometimes you don't want to, you know, when that bed is feeling nice, the, the, the fact of getting out, rolling out of bed and putting an exercise uh, kit on or putting your trainers on, walking outside when it's cold. Nah, no one wants to do that. So I said, well, what I will do, I'll buy a bike. I'll buy a spin bike is right at the end of my bed. All I've got to do is walk, jump out of bed, jump on the bike on there. I'm doing my exercise literally two minutes. My books are next to it. So if I'm reading, reading one of my books as I'm cycling, therefore I'm getting, I'm learning something and I'm getting the exercise straight in the morning. And I do that every morning. So that's, that's the sort of thing to get sort of laser focused. One of the things I do and I just make sure I, I meditate as well um, in the mornings and the evenings and just make sure I, I sort of stick to my plan. I also, I also just don't sometimes it's not, I try to do this most of the time. But I try not to, um, not to look at my phone at certain times a day. So I just won't, won't look at it. Uh, I say it's only important if someone's ringing me. If someone's ringing me, it better be important. So um, so that's sort of how I sort of see it. So I'll stop what I'm doing to answer a phone call. But in terms of texts and things, I can wait uh, wait until later on. So past 2, 2 p.m., 3 p.m., whatever, depending on the day. And then that's when my most creative time or most focused time has gone gone for the day. So then I'll start looking at things like that. I love yeah. where you put the bike, by the way. I mean, it's right at the foot of the bed. You can't miss it when you wake up. It's right in front yeah. of you. It, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, positive psychologists talk about it. If you can make it really in close proximity, you're going to yeah. work and you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I so, also like that you were working with the way that you are. You know, like, ah, oh, it's cold. I'm not going to want to go outside. Instead of like beating yourself up and trying to force yourself to do something that it's going to make yeah. it harder to do, you made it easy for yourself to do it. That's brilliant. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that some people don't do is that they, they're, they're happy to say that something's too hard and they don't bother, or they're happy to say they'll join a gym and then not actually go to the gym. So I say, why not bring the gym to my doorstep? So it's there. I haven't got to sign up for anything. I've, I was right there. You know, if it, you know, if you can learn a few things with uh, resistance bands, like I was, I was touting that during, during the lockdown. So if you've got resistance bands or, or a towel or something you can use, you can get yourself a really good workout and you know, it doesn't have to take like hours. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is, make it a little habit. Eventually may, may take a while to become a habit, but. It could be as little as five minutes to start with. And then, you know, you can increase that as you become a bit more fitter, you know, to, you know, got a little habit then. Which is how to start a habit. You start yeah. it one little bit at a time and just take a little larger step and a little larger step and a little larger yeah. step and then it becomes a habit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's big. 
I love that. Um, so give us an idea of, we, we, we've got the, the story now. We've got an idea of the life story to date. Where yeah. are you headed? Where, where do you see yourself going next? Right. So next, I was thinking about it a little while ago. Um, if everything goes to plan, I believe we should be hitting six figures in essays. So service accommodation by the end of this year. That's if everything goes to plan. Um, that's the, that's the immediate step. Um, after that, I believe I may be doing some courses. I may start my, my own course. Um, and I do have some other things, but I don't want to give too much away too, too soon. We're not uh, asking for company secrets. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's the immediate and just carry on growing the business. And I'd love to be, do some partnership with some other some other training companies and things, which um, I think I'll be able to p- provide some some value to them, you know, from from being teach being a teacher and being a person who's to sort of started things from from scratch. So uh, yeah, I'd I'd really enjoy to get get on that sort of a bandwagon, really. And I'm just realizing, Jody, there's another parallel between the two of you because Jody, you had that big bump that you ran into early on in your life. You lost mm-hmm. the house, you lost all that kind of stuff. And then you just ran from there. Like everything just took off once you got past that bump. Ashley had his bump coming right out of school. Couldn't get work. There was yeah. nothing available. Got past the bump and flew. You guys both basically have followed the same kind of trajectory. You hit a bump oh, and then you flew. Yeah. There's so many things, Ashley, within your story of like the sitting there and making calls. Like we used to play games, like practicing yeah. the script and like common objections. And we'd throw balls at each other because if you could catch yeah. a ball and say, you know, whatever you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to say, you knew your stuff really well. Yeah. So I, I love that. And something that I worked on with, you know, getting, doing things and like having that hyper focus, I wanted to read my goals every day. So like yeah. you, you put the bike at the end of your bed. I put my goals underneath my keys so that yeah. I, to grab my keys for my vehicle, I had to look at them, which meant that I was going to read them. So just setting myself up for success and, and, you know, the way that I operate instead of, you know, trying to force myself into somebody else's mold. So there's a lot of similarities. I see. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that the point you mentioned about them putting your goals by your keys, I, I do something similar to that goals on the, on the wall. So I see it every time I walk in and walk out and go other goals and different bits of papers lost different places. And sometimes in my actual journal, I'd write down if I know I've got something big happening towards the end of the week, I might write down a little goal and now time to celebrate or something like that. So when I get to that point, I'm like, right, good. Now get that dopamine hit. Actually, you worked hard for it. Go on. And then I'll go and celebrate or do whatever you got to do to, to just reinforce the fact that you've put the effort in. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people don't, don't actually like celebrate their own success. They just move on to the next thing. I'll look for the next, uh, if the grass that was greener rather than thinking, right, hang on, right here is, is where the gold is. And you need to make sure you make this part good. And then the rest will actually be drawn to you, which people sometimes don't really understand. Mm-hmm. They're so focused on that do aspect that they forget to celebrate and be in the moment. I was just looking at all my Facebook pictures, scrolling through all of them to find a photo and like yeah. just looking over my life and all of the things that I've been through and all of the moments that I just like zipped past without celebrating. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a, that's a great point. You got to celebrate it. Oh, yeah. 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 Cause if you're not celebrating, are you really appreciating? Mm. 
Great point. And, and it also occurs to me too, that I'm going to go back to the hyper-focus thing because I think it, this is really, really big. And, mm-hmm. and the way I'm going to hone in on it this time is I'm going to talk about how you, you set up a note on, on the wall for yourself. Jody doesn't really key for anything on the wall. And you do something that other people won't necessarily do with that. Mm-hmm. You see it every day. You said that. You see it every yeah. day. I, I have a note on my wall. I've had it here for like six years. Mm. I don't see it every day. Mm. I haven't trained myself to see it every day. You've trained yourself. You've trained that particular activating system to always filter it in, to always notice it every single day. Yeah, yeah. It, it became, it, it was another habit I built. I, I said, right, if I literally spend, let's say, two minutes every night or two minutes every morning looking at it for at least a week to begin with and then try and, and maybe make that 10 minutes where I might actually read through them and sometimes maybe look at the pictures, um, visualize what it actually feels like when I do achieve that, that particular thing. And I did that every night, every morning, and then eventually became, became a habit. And sometimes, you know, I might not look at it, I might just walk past it, but sometimes I might just glimpse it. And because I've, I've already created that particular, particular image and then once I glimpse it then I start thinking about you know the feelings of of achieving what I've achieved or what's the next part of the vision and that's that's how it's worked for me yeah, yeah. I and you're reminding me of a speech that I heard I heard W. Clement Stone give a talk one time mm-hmm. he was in his 99th year he was doing very well at that point he lasted a few years beyond that yeah. and he gave a talk on repetition mm-hmm. And being, you know, the old school guy he was, his speech was repetition, 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 repetition. I mean, it was like over and over and over again, drilling it into your head. Yeah. But what he was trying to say is if you want to learn something and not just learn it, but make it part of your life, you have to repeat it over and over and over again. That's how you build the habit. And that's what you're doing. That's what you described just now. You build yeah. the habit one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always, you know, always, it never, it can be something so small and just, just start it. As I say, some people, some some may not. They just look at the big picture, think oh, I can never make it that way. They make it up, make it there, and so they scare themselves away from it. But you know, as you reverse engineer something, what are the little steps that you can take now, and then start taking those little steps now? It could be as little as search something on Google. Who who are the who are the top five mentors in your particular area, and then maybe from the top five mentors, who who is in who is in your area and actually looking for mentees perhaps just find that out that's one step it could be is there is there any free courses about or is it anyone is it anything whatever you want to do just look for something and just take that little step in the direction if it's a little bit scary it's probably the right thing to do so actually take that step around that that point and just get there because i remember when i first went to the first um well what do i go to when I went to the first viewing and things, like as a professor of property investor, I was thinking, what are they going to ask me? I'm feeling a bit, bit iffy on this point. But I said, no, just get out there, you know, put, put, you put, a, put some nice clothes on, feel the part, get out there and just, uh, just see how it goes and ask the questions you, you've gone to ask. And if you put the offer, you put the offer. And if you don't, you don't. But, you know, if you don't get out there, no one's going to know what you're doing. And you're never going to get anywhere. So you've got to take the steps. So true. And you're not going to die. <laughs> right? No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I say that all the time, but you yeah. didn't die. You're going to be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I always I always use this one adage when um, I was teaching. I use it now. So, has everyone got their fingers and toes? No one died yet. Fantastic. Let's move on. So that's how I sort of see things. You know, you know, sometimes I have a little bit of bruise ego. I've had a little a bashing by someone, but you know, doesn't matter. I remember I was I was literally what happened. I was um, basically selling a bed on on um, on Facebook market sales and just nothing to do with property investor or anything like that, but just had a, had a bed. I thought, you know what, this could be of value to someone. I'll sell a bed frame, not really caring how much it would, would cost. And um, someone was interested in it. I said, okay, I can arrange someone to, to deliver it for you at a cost. And I thought it's all sorted. And then she said, she said, basically, um, worse the effect, you can deliver it any Anytime Wednesday. I said, brilliant. Anytime Wednesday. I'll just make sure my friend with a van can deliver that anytime Wednesday. She's then ringing me Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, multiple phone calls. And what's going on here? What's happened? Oh, yeah, you know when the bed's coming. End of the day, to cut a long story short, um, I told her that the bed's going to come not today, tomorrow. And she had a massive go at me and said how I've wasted her time and stuff. I said, hang on. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not asking you, you don't have to buy the bed. Like you asked to buy the bed. Um, you know, I didn't actually say it to her. I just took, took the, took the, um, the ear bangle or whatever it is and, um, just sort of moved her on because in the, the day it's not, it's nothing to do with me. That was either doing whatever situation she was in and she, she had, she did, I was the scapegoat in that sort of time. And then literally the next day she rang me up and said she wanted to buy the bed again. So I was like, Okay, no problem then. Here's the bed. Here you go. So, um, yeah, I think I've, I think I've, I was always digress. If you get me talking sometimes, I go off on different tangents. I'm uh, sometimes. <laughs> well, that means you fit right in. So that's good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like that. yeah. This is really good. I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. I, I want to explore one other direction here. And that direction is the direction of how you help others. Because you, you indicated that was a direction you were heading into. We haven't yeah. explored that. What, what, what have you found as you've explored that arena of helping others? Mm. Uh, right. So um, that's a good question. Um, I love seeing a light bulb, bulb moment in people. So when they go over, when they, when they hit maybe a barrier and they can't understand something or they're scared of something, and then they go after a bit of trial and error, they, they get that light bulb moment or they get that that self that increased self esteem self worth that that really resonates with me and I, I know for example from my experiences because I've done this with students in in the secondary school sector um I believe I uh, I believe I can do a better job if I was mentoring adults or or just older people basically who actually chose in this particular avenue um, so rather than actually dragging people through science, you know, someone's actually right. decided to, to, um, invest in property or is interested in that or interested in developing themselves in some way, shape or form. I'd, I'd, I'd love to just help them either get out their comfort zone a little bit, try something new, maybe look at different, different points of views and things. So I think, you know, you know, we all have our own beliefs or paradigms, which therefore, make us take certain decisions most of the time and sometimes it's, it's, it's important to be able to take a step back and look at things at different perspectives and being able to act accordingly or respond rather than react which, which um, some people may react so I think I'm 
I'm a good person to be able to, to help people to do so in certain circumstances. So I'd love to sort of sort of to help develop people in that sort of avenue as I sort of develop and increase my own knowledge of myself. Because I believe as I learn more about myself, I'm learning more about other people. Because I look back at some experiences which I've had with people, I think, oh, they they responded that way because this is you know they were they were trying to avoid failure or they had a, a deep seated belief that if X Y Z was to happen, people are going to think this of them, so they've decided to do this you know certain things so that really resonates with me so i'd love to to be able to do that oh i love that Mm. it sounds like it sounds like you're already doing it really yeah i reckon so so that's uh, that's why i thought you know i need to make it more obvious that i'm doing it so yeah so um, that's um yeah i've got a few things in in the in the works to to make that more apparent um, so, you know, with, with every, every investor we've taken the, taken on, we've given them the opportunity to, to learn and earn. So they can, you know, they can speak to me. They can speak to some members of the team. Come, come, come with us when we're actually going to view the properties and as we're going to set them up and things. So they can, they can learn a lot of how, how, how it all works. And therefore I, I, I love doing that really. That's, that really interests me. Let's talk about the mentoring side too, because you mentioned that a few times now, and you're clearly in the process of doing that with your career. But why is a mentor so important? Why do you think that? Is it first of all, do you agree that a mentor is vitally important for success? And second of all, why? Why is it so important? Yeah, I I think a mentor mentor is um, extremely important to success because, in a day, a a mentor is someone who has who's basically done or is doing exactly what you're going to be aiming to do. aiming to be successful in now they have already done what you're trying to do therefore made the mistakes that you are possibly going to make so i like i really really think it's important to work work smarter rather than harder so why not leverage someone else's mistakes and knowledge and get a mentor so therefore instead of instead of like for example if I make it quite simple if I was trying to change the change the um, the tire on a bike, so the inner tube on a bike, now someone who's who's a bicycle mechanic will know the easiest way to get that wheel off, get the tire off, and 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 check the inner tube for punches and get that on probably within about ten minutes. Now for me, I haven't got a clue, so, so I might first I think oh, I've got I've got the right spanner first. Do I need a spanner and and a, and whatever? Do I need to heat it up first? Do I need more leverage? I have to go through the process trial and error before I get the wheel off, before I then get the the inner the, the tire off to get the inner tube off because I might not have the actual tools. And if I finally get it off, you're like, oh, hang on, now I've got to find out where the hole is. How can I get the final hole? Do I just pump it up and just try and hear it? Just listen for the for the air coming out, or do I stick it in the water first? Now the mentor will be able to tell me exactly what to do step by step, save me the time, and get it done get it done with with minimal effort in regards to yeah in regards to going through that time and effort and i wouldn't i wouldn't want to wish that upon anyone so i remember actually trying to do that as a as a youngster and didn't know i had to change the change the, the tire um on my bike so yeah <laughs> that's from my actual experience that one that's a cool one too yeah because <laughs> that's, that's where we learn the best from from our own live actual experience it's true <laughs> something and else we that... use youtube as a mentor a lot of times now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i do that as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's big I, i'm also reminded too of a comment that 
my Thursday co-host, Dan Mendoza, who's also from the UK, by the way. Yeah. Um, but he lives in Mexico now. A, a statement that he made recently in a, a special event I had, he said, yes, mentoring is very important, but make sure you're careful about who you pick as your mentor. Yeah. Don't pick your best friend. Don't yeah. pick you know, people that you know and trust because you know and trust them. Pick somebody who's been there, who's done yeah. it, who actually has you know, walked the walk, talked the talk. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's so important. So I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, maybe some people may choose mentors or, or seek advice from people who haven't actually walked the walk and talked the talk. And they'll just give you their, their opinion, which I don't mean anything wrong about it, but then the opinion may not necessarily be the correct opinion, you know, and, uh, it may send you up the, the wrong rabbit hole per se. So, um, yeah, it's important. And, um, also to add on that is that to make sure that particular mentor you 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 actually resonate with them like mm. is, is you, do you get a good vibe off them because not everyone's vibes match like i'm i'm a straight talking person i appreciate someone's straight to the point and doesn't waste time like pussyfooting around sort of thing so sometimes i'm happy to have a bit of a chat but if, if it's something that if i ask like a particular question or the opinion i say look don't don't try and make it nice to me i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a bit of like china i'm not going to break just literally come at me and tell me exactly what's wrong of it and why and the solution or if, I, if you want me to work out my own solution then tell me that let's get let's get at it and that's kind of how i sort of sort of feel about it i'd rather someone be straight straightforward you know they could be rude if that's the way they 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 are as long as you we, we get on and we vibe because i don't mind like like some some people who may know me quite well because I might be quite blunt about things, but I'm not saying it to be rude. It's just, 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 just how it's, um, how I say it. that's how it's come out in my, in my mind. And mm-hmm. in order to get the, the severity, the, 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 not the severity, to get the, the feeling of how important something is, the stress or gravity of it, I have to say it in a certain way. So, you know, I usually say it, say oh, I'm only joking. I'm saying I'm, I'm, it's nothing against you, but that's, you know, you've got to be kinder on it. And like a lot of the people who are in my team, they are straight talking and they have experience. Um, my mentors are, are most, all mostly straight talking. And, um, we, we vibe quite well on that regard. So they just say how it is, you know, and sometimes they might ask, they are, oh, you don't mind if I be like, you know, straight to the point. And I say, yeah, go for it. Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's important. Absolutely. And I think too, when, with having a mentor or seeking out a mentor for me anyway, it's been an evolution as I evolve. So do they, would you say the yeah. same? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. As, as I've mentored people, I've definitely evolved and I, I, I'd like to think that um, I've had a little bit of a positive impact on the, on the, on my mentors as well. Cause I think, I think I may have asked them some thought provoking questions or maybe thought I never thought of doing it that way or, you know, why do it that way? And they may not have agreed with what I'm doing before. Uh, and, um, they, they were so like totally say, no, I wouldn't do that. Ash. And I just did it anyway. And, um, they're like, okay, that's one that's worked out for you that, but not most people that wouldn't work out for you. That's, that's because you just literally just carried on going for it. I was like, yeah, okay. I had a feeling it's going to work out. So I just went for it. And I thought, what's the worst thing I have? I'm going to have a lesson year. So, uh, yeah, that's why I went for it. That's an interesting point too, because, um, in that same conversation I had with Dan, where he yeah. told me about his view that you might go with somebody who really has been there before. One of the things he also told me was a real story from his own experience. Yeah. Um, early on in his development of his career, he helped people with wealth management. And what yeah. he would do is he'd find people who had a nice bit of change. 
yes. hook them up with professional wealth managers yes. and basically help them to set up a program so that they can keep building their wealth for the rest of their lives. Well, he did this with, with this one person who was a lottery winner. Mm-hmm. And the lottery winner was, let's, well, well, we'll, we'll say it kindly. He thought he was listening to his inner voice, but he was actually listening to his best friend's voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and what happened was he, uh, Dan hooked him up with a wealth management team that was going to promise him like a 30% annual increase on the value of his portfolio. Nice. And his friend comes along and says, with all the money you've got, this guy won millions of dollars in the laundry. With all the money you've got, you should be earning much better than that. And so he followed his friend's advice and he yeah. lost almost all of it. The only part that he didn't lose was the small amount, the small amount that he let the wealth management company run for. So now he's yeah. living, he, he still lives comfortably, but he could have had so much more. He basically squandered 95% yeah. of what he won on the lottery, all because he listened to the wrong mentor. Mm. Mm. That's so important. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a definitely a good, good point to put across. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's expertise. It's trust. It's mm. all of it in one great big package. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you honestly, for myself, finding mentors over the years was hard for me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't honestly say I had a lot of success until I started doing the podcast. Actually, I had no success. Mm-hmm. The podcast actually introduced me to some great mentors. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. You really have to, it's almost a skill you have to develop. Yeah. Mm. I think it helps knowing yourself though. Would you say that too, Ashley? Like the more you know yourself, the more you could probably see your own blind spots and how you're going to struggle with certain mentors. Like I know for me, some mentors just pushed me, wouldn't let me fly, wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do. So that didn't work yeah. out so well for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that about me. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I know, um, well, when I was, um, in the early stage of teaching and I had some mentors and they were more sort of micromanaging and say, you have, you have to deal with this particular situation like this. And, um, I said okay, so I did, and I taught. I changed my lesson to for to their expectation. Had someone then come and um, observe a lesson, and I said, "Well, what have you done? You were you were this good before. Now you're like you're like no good, mate. What's going on?" Yeah. So um, that's that was one of my experiences not having a, a mentor, which is like good for myself as for my development. And maybe like I said for her for 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 her particular way of teaching works pretty well or quite well because she's a very good teacher but maybe for the school or for me to then come across as that way doesn't work because I, I also got to think to myself well I'm I'm about six one, six two, and I'm you know relatively well built so if I'm shouting at someone then that doesn't that doesn't look good now as maybe someone who's five one and a female them shouting might be more beneficial for that particular circumstance but for me i don't i'm you know I, I don't do that myself i think it's better to to discuss things and uh yeah that's worked really good from my standpoint mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's well that's a big part it's, it's it's really selecting a mentor that fits you and like you guys were saying you have to know yourself to do that but you also have to kind of in, in a sense you have to kind of try out the mentors mm-hmm. uh, see yeah. do they measure up to what you need them to do yeah mm-hmm. and have the courage to let them go when they don't yes yeah 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 definitely because if, if you don't let it go how are you going to move on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of people use that as an excuse on you know i've had a bad 
experience with a course or a mentor, you know, whatever, a coach or something like that. And it stops them from doing it again, finding a new one and committing and going all in. They sit on the fence. And I've been there before too, in that, that fear of, am I going to spend, you know, another $40,000 on a mentor that, you know, doesn't do anything. That's a, you know, that's a pretty penny (laughs) to spend. Um, But I think you got to get over that, that too, and, and, and leap and be willing to make those mistakes because not only did the bad mentor teach me a lot, um, but it was it was all about this divine timing. You were kind of talking about it, Ashley. Like there is no gestation period for your dreams. Like it's it's going to happen eventually if you just keep moving forward. And I love that you said that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. If sometimes that actual bed that as you mentioned before, is that the bad men's mentor is actually going to be setting you up for something else. Yeah. So it might be just to show you that, you know, perhaps you didn't need a mentor at this standpoint perhaps you need to go go alone for a little while and then as you're on that path you are going to meet someone through networking who's then going to want to partner with you and maybe you don't have to spend the money on a mentor perhaps they'll decide decide to partner with you and become you know basically become part of your business or something you don't know what's going to happen so I'm always open to new opportunities and that's why I always sort of just open the chat to people and see what happens and uh yeah, that's that's on that that's on that standpoint, I think. Yeah. Sounds great. Hey, before we part company for today too, I want to give people the opportunity to find you. I mean, there may be somebody listening today right now who's always thought about getting into property investing, didn't really know who to talk to. And they're thinking, oh, I should reach out to this guy. So how do they find you? Right. Um best way to find me would be on um Instagram or Facebook. Um Instagram would be Ashley spelled a s h l w e underscore and then cave c a v e and um just ashley cave on um actual um facebook once you're on one of those you'll be able to find um ways to reach out to me and um we can hopefully meet up and see what we can do really sounds good to me i love it well thank you for taking the time to join us today and talk about your background and your story and so forth and i think probably also share some inspiration for people who are looking for some inspiration Appreciate it very much. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. I've been really enjoying it. Normally I'll be chilling out, maybe maybe having a little nap now. But it's been, uh, it's been good to be on your chat and to you lot, to be fair, to be honest. Well, well, considering that it's nearly 10 p.m. there, I think you deserve more than a nap. It's like a nice sleep, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, excuse me. I made it through the show without choking. That's pretty good considering what I'm dealing with in this country. That's a good thing. So anyway, uh, Jody Lynn, first of all, I want to ask you something before we, we part company for the day. Ooh. This is like your second full week as a, an official co-host. Now you did a yeah. couple shows with me before that, but I'm, I'm curious about one thing that I'm, I want the listeners to hear the answer to this. What's the difference in your mind between being a co-host and a guest? Ooh. Oh, it's a hard one. I talk less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to go with, I, I learn. More, and that's probably true too. I find, you know, I just pick up little nuggets, Ashley, just little things that you said that are just so incredibly inspiring. And, you know, just meeting like-minded people is incredible. And it, it, it renews my faith in humanity, truly, because I know that there's great people like you that live out there. And every time I come on this show, 
so far it's, and I, and I think that will continue because you have a great show, Walt. Um, I, I know that I will continue to see that. And it's just this incredible light for the world. So. I, I was curious to know if you're going to say something like that, because it's exactly what the show does for me and has done for me for nearly 10 years. All the stuff that I learned from the guests. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I say it often. I say it often because it's true mm-hmm. and it continues to be true to this day. Yeah. So, you got great you, people Jody coming Lynn. in. I, well, I, you have great people. How can you fail, right? I mean, that great people is what gets you there. So thank you, Jody Lynn, for what you're doing and, and participating here in the program. And Ashley, we wish you all the best going forward, man. I mean, you got a good thing going there and keep going. Yeah. Thank you, Walt. Thank you, Jody Lynn. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.